Hey guys, welcome to the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. This show is for virtual bookkeepers who are starting, growing, and scaling online bookkeeping businesses. I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and see what we're talking about in today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 37 of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. And before we get too deep into it, let me just say right now, no, the title is absolutely not a typo. Today, I'm talking to Octavia Connor of Say Yes to Profits. It's a million-dollar financial services firm based in Atlanta, Georgia, offering everything from bookkeeping to virtual CFO services for their curated client base. I'm really hype about this episode because, well, a couple of things, actually. First, I'm excited to share our very first Spotlight on Success episode with you. These types of episodes will be presented periodically when I meet a bookkeeper CEO who's doing big things and who really is just killing it in our space. These episodes are meant to inspire and to motivate you, to give you a backstage pass into the strategy behind a successful bookkeeping business, and to show you that being a high-earning bookkeeper, accountant, or like in Octavia's case, a virtual CFO, is more than just possible. It's actually being done every day by entrepreneurs just like you. Secondly, I'm super happy that my first Spotlight on Success is about a woman-owned practice actually run by a dynamic, energetic woman of color who I've known for a few years. Octavia leads her team of bookkeepers from her Atlanta area office while maintaining a mostly remote staff and clientele. With more than 20 years of experience under her belt, she's built a team that offers general bookkeeping, income tax prep, and virtual CFO services to companies across the country. During our chat, not only do we talk about the types of clients they serve, but we also talk about how she made the decision to become an entrepreneur, how she bounced back from some pretty intense business setbacks, and why your mindset is just as important as your skill set on the journey to becoming a bookkeeper CEO. I was particularly interested in the types of questions that she learned to ask herself on the journey to six and then seven figures in revenue. And I think you'll be just as intrigued as I was when you hear them. Now, we all know that the journey to six figures and beyond can be filled with potholes, pit stops, and detours, but it can also be filled with some pretty cool scenery, some awesome wins, and some really fun times too. So for those of you who are serious about scaling your business, be sure to listen to this episode really closely. This episode is just the right type of inspiration that you need to make bold moves and to go for what you've been daydreaming about for so many years in your business. All right, let me stop gushing about the episode and let you listen. It's time to talk with Octavia Connor and learn more about how she's building a seven-figure virtual bookkeeping slash CFO business. Hey, Octavia, how are you? 
I am doing well. How are you? I am doing good. It is so good to finally be able to talk to you on the podcast. I know we've known each other for quite a while, but this is our first chance to actually, you know, get together and chit chat and talk about, you know, experiences and things that have been happening. So thank you so much for joining me today. No problem at all. Yeah, we've been knowing each other for Ooh, several, several years now, seeing each other out at different business networking events. So I'm super excited to be here. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and chat with me. I know that we took a moment before we started the episode and we introduced you and your business, but I also want to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, how you show up in your business every day. So tell us some, tell us more about Octavia Connor. Well, um, so I am the owner of Say Yes to Profits. Uh, Say Yes to Profits is a full service accounting firm that specializes in CFO services. And for us, that basically looks like taking all of the accounting things, the bookkeeping, taxes, payroll, accounts payable, accounts receivables, taking all of that and combining it with financial coaching and consulting. And because of that, our clients grow a lot faster. So our success rate is that 90% of our clients grow anywhere between 30% and 350 within a 12-month period. And I truly feel like it's because of how we uniquely serve our clients. Um, as for me, I am a mother of four. I am have been married now for... 15 years um, together for 20. And I've been in business going on as of the date of this episode, 11 years. And I've been in the accounting industry for about 20 years. I love that. Oh my gosh. And you're, you're in, are you in the, you're in the Midwest now, right? I'm in Atlanta. Okay. Oh, you're in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So how did, so if you've been in business for for 11 years, but you've been in this industry, in the space for 20. How mm -hmm. did you actually decide to start your business? How did you come to that decision? So I call it my broke, busted, and disgusted story, right? Talk to um, me. I love it. <laughs> but it didn't stop there. But basically, I had climbed the corporate ladder. I started off as like a data entry clerk for an insurance company. And I climbed all the way up to become the accounting manager for a, another insurance company and then a technical college. And then I transitioned into a CFO for a million dollar pharmaceutical company. Um, around that time, I really started to feel bored in the accounting space. Now, I love, love, love accounting, hence I still do it today. But in the corporate world, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And I just, again, started to get bored. And at that time, my sister also owns a, a, a child care center here in Atlanta, and she wanted to expand. And she was like, well, I don't want to do the bookkeeping anymore. Can you help? So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can help. And that's when I was bit by the entrepreneur bug. I started working with her and I, I was loving it. Like, again, corporate, everything's the same thing. Working with small business owners, you give them ideas. They try it. You are working with different businesses. You learn about the business. And I fell in love with it. I started attending networking events and I was like, this is what I want to do. I really want to have a bookkeeping business at the time for myself. 
So I started to pray and seek guidance. I never make, you know, any major decisions without confirmation. So I started to pray and I got the answer. And the answer came clear as day, right? It was yes. And I jumped out there. So I got the answer. And the ne- literally like the next week, I put in my notice and I left. I and that. I started my business. And I figured, you know what? I am the CFO for this million dollar company. I know that I can build a million dollar business for my company. Right. And it didn't quite go that way. So when I got the yes, I jumped immediately. And literally, I went from building a business or working for a company to now I was broke, busted, and disgusted. Okay. Like I would say within 11, 12 months. And it was shocking because, again, I knew I had a yes. I absolutely had a yes. But how am I broke? Mm-hmm. And you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Looking back on it. Yes, I received a yes, but you're supposed to plan and strategize before you do things. I didn't plan anything. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore. So that started the broke, busted and disgusted journey. Um, It lasted for quite some time. In the end, I had a negative $152 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. Before I left corporate America, we had just built our house from the ground up and I literally was one month away from foreclosure. So it had got really, really bad. And it wasn't even the fact that I wasn't working with clients. I had some pretty large clients, but I wasn't managing my money like the accountant that I know myself to be. I was just building a business from a standpoint of I just want to work with everybody. Right. And I made a lot of mistakes. But anywho, I went back to corporate America part time, worked my business part time. And when I went back to corporate America, I did a lot of mindset work. I went over my money blocks. Um, I actually planned this time and I was able to go back into full time entrepreneurship within like 12 to 14 months. And then shortly after that, I had a six figure business. I love. Okay, so you dropped so many nuggets that I want to dig into. Um, and it just gives me so many things that I want to ask you about. So the the first thing I want to say is kudos to you for not giving up, right? Because so often brand new entrepreneurs go through exactly what you just described and they're really hard on themselves. And when they stop, they they essentially, they quit like forever. Like they decide, I tried it, it's not for me, right? Despite having in their spirit, in their gut, having that, that yes, right? They still decide, you know, this is not, this is not working. It didn't work perfectly the first time out the gate. And so I must not be, you know, created for this or I must, I must have heard wrong, right? And so kudos, Kudos to you for continuing on. Um, And then on top, to layer on top of that, as the finance professional, right? When you think about, I am out here helping people build their businesses through, you know, working with their finances and making sure that all of their T's are crossed and I's are dotted and ducks are in a row. And when I turn around and look at my own stuff, 
it's not where it needs to be, right? And so I can only imagine, like you said, the mindset hurdles and the trash that you had to deal with because of that, right? And so just sitting here listening to you is so reminiscent for me of my journey. First of all, I've been in the space for, at this point, 31, 32 years. I have been in and out of corporate a number of times, back and forth for various different reasons. And you can, you know, spin it and put a bow on it and explain it away. And this is what I needed to do at the time or um, whatever you want. But the the fact of the matter is there are times when um, you have to turn around and, um, and and go back to what you were doing for a minute so you can take it, so you can handle your business, right? And so there's no shame in that. There is no shame in that as we are trying to grow these empires and these enterprises, right, to the level um, that we, we've been, we know that they can go get to, right? Because we have the vision. The vision has been made plain for us, right? Um, but sometimes when we think that, I'm not quite there yet and I got to slow down or I got to back up a little bit. I got to take two steps back to, you know, get a step ahead. Then we want to be hard on ourselves. So again, you know, kudos to you. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. What do you know today that you wish you had known 11 years ago or 10 or 10 years ago as you were going through this? Is there like one thing that you can think of if you knew gosh, if I just knew that 10 years ago, I may not have made, you know, some of those missteps. That is a really, really great question. And the number one thing that comes to mind for me is that you have to start off acting like a CEO, even though your bank account may not represent the CEO that you see. So you have to keep in mind the vision that you have of yourself. You may not be there. You may not even be close, right? But if you keep that in mind and you act like that person, you will become that person. One of the biggest things I did different when I went back to corporate America is that I said to myself, I want to be at the time a six-figure business owner, right? When I started to take that journey to a million-dollar business owner, I said to myself, I want to be a million-dollar business owner. Not only did I say that, I kept asking myself, what would a six-figure business owner do? What would a million-dollar business owner do? And I would say it even, I made it personal. I would always say, what would the million-dollar Octavia do? What would the mil- what would the six-figure Octavia do? And I started to make sure my actions aligned with what I thought that million-dollar Octavia would do. I would study. I have so many internet mentors. They don't know they're my internet mentors, but they are. And I would look at them. I would study them. I would go read about them and other things and the millionaire next door and all these different things so I could condition my mind to be that of a million-dollar business owner. And then my action steps followed. And it was so shocking how the business when i tell you the business started to grow to the point where i was like oh my goodness you know how you know how there's a poem i can't think of the the young lady that wrote it that says success is like fear i can't think of the poem mm. 
And I and I used to say, oh, I get to, you know, that success level that I'm not going to be afraid of it. That's it. No. But when you start to see just opportunities and clients and money and connections, and it's coming so much that it's keeping you up at night instead of how I'm going to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. So you have to always work on your mindset, work on it. your mindset always. And and. I thought of, as you were talking about that, I thought of a a business coach that I have had worked with in the past and what I've learned from her that it, and it, and this goes beyond the fake it until you make it right. It's not, this is not about that. It's Mm -hmm. about, like you said, in, in your mind, asking yourself the questions of what would a six figure CEO do? What would a six figure or seven figure a business owner do in this moment, in this, you know, with this problem or with this, you know, right. issue that I'm facing right now, how would a seven figure CEO named Octavia handle this situation exactly. today? Right. And it's mm-hmm. about that's that's about embodying the the CEO that's in you. Right. Because that that bookkeeper i call it the bookkeeper ceo book the bookkeeper ceo is already there it's it's in there you just have to really like embody who he or she is in the moment even before the outside looks like what you know is already on the inside right and so i completely agree with you and i i've never um, forgotten that lesson that i learned from that business coach is it's a it's about embodiment you have to decide where it is and where you where you're going and who you want to who you want to be and you have to embody all of those things as as if you're already that person right and it's that's not about that's not about being fake that's not about faking it until you make it it's not about not being or it's not about being somebody who you are not because right. again that that person, that book, that CEO, that bookkeeper CEO is already, it's already given. It's already yours. So it's nothing fake about it. Right. And so you just have to connect what's in your brain to what's already been laid in your spirit. Right. Exactly. Yes. I, I love that. So what is, what is the company? What is your, what does say yes to profits look like today in terms of, um, kind of like the the build out like do you have employees or are you working with contractors what do you look like what does the business look like today so as of today's date we have five team members okay Um, i'm gonna stop you right there because look y'all y'all can't see this but i can see this she looked over (laughs) she was she was looking at i don't know i'm I'm going to assume it's like a board or something you're like let me count my team members (laughs) right now i love it okay go ahead Yes. So we're on. So we use Slack. So I was looking at um, our Slack channel. So um, we have five team members. We have 20 clients scattered throughout the United States. The goal this year um, is to have at a minimum 25 clients. The ultimate goal is 50 clients. I really want one client in every state. Right. Um, what else? Yeah, that's it. And the goal this year is to have at least seven team members as well. And so what is your, when you're, when you are, um, 
when 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 you are having client consultations, right, and you're targeting clients, what mm-hmm. types of clients are you working with, right? Because I know that you've grown your business, you know, from zero to where you are today, and it's important that that our listeners hear what you said. You didn't say we're working with 300 clients. Right. Right. So it's important to recognize that it doesn't take you having all of these clients to get to your goals, your financial goals. Right. So you don't I don't want anybody out there thinking I got to have 100 clients in order to make the kind of, you know, generate the kind of revenue um, mm-hmm. that I'm aspiring to, to generate. So talk to me about the types of clients that you're working with these days. So I wanted to work with clients that really allowed for or allowed for and was open to financial coaching and consulting, right? That's the part that I love. That's my passion. I can get in the, a small business owner books and I can tell them, listen, if you want to do a million dollars in a year or two, do this, 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 and this. And when they do it, it happens. Again, our success rate is 90%, right? But I had to figure out how to get there. And what I realized is that you have to position your business to attract higher level clients. If if that's what you want to do, there's absolutely nothing wrong with attracting clients that are not at a higher level because those clients need to be served as well. Mm. For me in particular, I wanted to work with clients that when I gave them, let's say a service outline and the monthly investment is $3,000, let's just say they wouldn't bat an eye, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, let's go. So I began to figure out who those clients were, who I'd like to work with best, who I don't mind spending 90 minutes just talking to you about your business. And once I was able to determine that, those are the clients that I uh, began to target, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. as of today, we work with consultants and service-based business owners that are earning ideally 200,000 plus in annual revenue. And their goal is to be on the fast track to a million dollars. If they're between 200,000 and up, I can tell them, and they're a consultant or service-based business, I can hands down tell them, if you just do this, 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 and this, you'll get to a million dollars. So those are the clients that I target. I love it. And so you're very intentional, mm-hmm. right? You're very specific about who it is that you want to work with. And and it's so important. I teach my uh, my clients that, right? Like obviously, you know, when we start, what do most of us do? We're that, we want to be that generalist. We want to be that, you know, bookkeeper to, you know, everybody's bookkeeper because every quote unquote, everybody, every business needs a bookkeeper. And while that's true, Everybody don't need you and you don't need everybody. (laughs) Exactly. And that took me, when I tell you that took me so many years to be comfortable with saying we work specifically with these individuals. It was so challenging for me because my mindset was I can help everybody. I mean, as an accountant, I have done pharmaceutical accounting. I have done um, insurance, technical colleges. I have worked at um, 
a fast food restaurant as their mm-hmm. accountant. Like I have so many different industry experiences. I was like, I can do accounting for everybody. But growing a business, that's going to, I feel like we would have crossed the million dollar mark years ago if I had laser focus years ago on a niche and not just I can work with anybody. The thing that I had to learn is that that does not prevent others from wanting to work with you, Mm -hmm. right? So over 60, 70% of our clients are consultants or service-based businesses, but we also have real estate agents. We have um, three beauty supplies uh, Mm -hmm. stores and beauty salons because they see you out in the market or someone refers your company to them. And now you have the autonomy to say, yes, I work with you or can work with you or no, I don't. But my target market, my target market are consultants. That's my target market, hands down. Love that. Love that. And what I also loved is, or what I picked up that you were saying is, as as you're as you've grown your business to the the revenue level that you have, and you also talked about where your the the clients are, your target is, right? That's an alignment. Yes. And so what exactly. I see so often is bookkeepers who are barely like eking by, and they are serving clients that are you know well above the six figure mark, right? And beyond, but their their rates are so low, right? Because they're putting themselves out there at kind of like that bargain basement, let me help you save money, you know, price point instead of saying, or instead of at least seeing themselves at having the ability, like I can be a million dollar business the same way I'm serving million dollar clients. Absolutely. Listen, there was a time where we had a client at that time earning 2.3 million. I had not at that time yet crossed the million dollar mark. And I'm like, why she want to work with me? What is it about me? And my husband, he's such a direct person. And he's like, maybe because you're the person called to serve her. It doesn't matter where you are right now. He was like, boss up and serve her. And I started working with her and I was so nervous. I was I was so nervous because, again, it's mindset trash. Mm -hmm. How how can I serve her? And after each session, she would be like, oh, this was amazing. This was great. And I said, you know what? Let me get myself together before it starts to show. So again, it went back to what would that, at that time, what would that million dollar Octavia do? And I started to show up like that million dollar Octavia in in every conversation. So you just have to know and have confidence that this is where I'm called to serve. This is what I'm called to do. And then educate yourself continuously. And when you, I feel like when you show up as a success, you'll attract the people that want to work with you and you'll get to wherever that desired next level is for your business or your career, you'll get there even faster. And when you identify where it is that you want to be and you intentionally put yourself in spaces with other like-minded folks who are 
trying to or headed in the same direction where you can have the types of conversations that will force you to do exactly what hubby told you to do boss up baby like listen other people see it we have a, a difficulty seeing greatness in ourselves oftentimes especially um as women and you and i are both black women it's sometimes hard because we've struggled for so long in corporate spaces to be um, recognized for what what we have and who we are and 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 what we bring to the table sometimes we haven't even been allowed at the table that that just becomes so embedded and ingrained in our psyche Mm -hmm. that when we when we step out and we follow you know the call or you know the 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 desires that we have it's still hard like we are bringing that baggage with us and and I'm you know always preaching about listen drop the baggage look yourself in the eye every day and speak into yourself right and until you start to believe it other people are saying things to you they're not saying it just because they like you or they feel sorry for you they're saying it because it's it's true. You just have to recognize it and step into who you are. I struggled with that for so long in full transparency. I struggled with that for so long and sometimes still think to myself, like you said, why, why, why would she want to work with me? Or, or you hear yourself saying things like, but that was so simple. And it's so simple because it's a strength or talent that we may have. And, and, and there's, like this curse of knowledge that we have because we've been in the space for so long, we've been doing something for so long, or even that we're naturally gifted at it. It's hard for us to recognize the value in it because it comes exactly. so easily. Yep, exactly. You you touched on all perfect points and that's exactly what it is. I, I finally realized, you know, so, so very grateful, right? That for whatever reason, I can look at I can look at numbers and put the pieces of the puzzle together. But for so long, it took me. I had to realize that basically, I mm-hmm. had to realize that. I now realize it, right? But that that was the mindset trash. But it was like you said, it was. I don't know. I guess it it it's in it's a skill. It's a it's ingrained in mm-hmm. me. But I didn't know that, and mm-hmm. I thought that to work with people at that level, I need it to be beyond that level. But there are certain skill sets that I had to realize I bring to the table that they may not, even though they're on a higher level. So when I bring whatever the financial insight that is downloaded in me, cause I take no mm-hmm. credit for anything, it works. It just yeah. it just works in most cases. And 90% of the time, it just works. And if we stay in our lane and we stay in our zone of genius, mm-hmm. all the pieces, all of the ex, you know exterior pieces are going to just fall into place. And that's how we um, that's how we achieve our goals and we achieve our dreams and all of the things that um, that have been you know placed in us. So let me ask you this. What's next for Octavia? What's next for Say Yes to Profits? Well, um, so I published a book, I think in 2016. Oh, we we published in the same year. I published a book in 2016 too. Tell what's the title of your book? 
say yes to profits now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's time for another one, I would say. And honestly, my ultimate goal and full transparency is to be the number one black owned accounting firm in the U.S. I so I tell my team that all the time. So whatever it takes to feel like we're at that level, that's the next thing for us. We want that. to really help businesses cross the million dollar mark. And we want to have so many that have crossed the million dollar mark because of Say Yes to Profits that people can't help but to know the company Say Yes to Profits. I love that. I love that. So um, let me let me let me ask you a quick question on the book before um, before we start to wrap up. I know when I wrote my book, it took about probably six to nine months to really like get it out. And after I was done, I was literally I was exhausted for eight like a year. Did you find that that was did did it take everything you had or was it was it an easier process for you? It was an easier process. This is what I did. So I made my mind up that I wanted the book out um, by my birthday. So about three months in advance, my birthday's in May. It came out, my birthday's May 12th. The book went live May 10th, I believe. Um, so about three months in advance, I was like, what do I need to do to get this book out by my birthday? So every morning before I started working, I spent an hour to two hours just writing the book, writing the book, writing the book. And I just wrote down everything that I could think of centered around the topic that I wanted to discuss in the book. And within like three months, it was done. And I was so relieved once it was done because ah, I got an actual book like it's in my hand. It's physical. It's on Amazon. All that good stuff. And I was over it. <laughs> and we will make sure that um, we will make sure that we link to the book um, in the show notes so folks can get a copy of the book. I love that. And I, I wish mine had only taken three months. I think that the challenge for me was that um, my book is a financial book as well. And but so much of my own personal story about my divorce and the breakdown in my finances. And I talk about how as a financial professional and the challenges that I had in my marriage around money were, you know, just so crazy. And I was asking my, myself the question, how, how have you been an accountant all these years? How have you been in finance all of this time? And you have this problem with money. And I think that because it was so personal for me, it wasn't, um, it wasn't really like it, it's a primer, but it there was there's so much of my story in it. I think that that was the that was the it was like birthing a baby. It was like I'm sharing some pretty heavy stuff here, and I think that for me that that's why I was like, "Who child? I just need a break." Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I it sounds like it was a lot of uh, emotional. Pool. It was, um, and and for me, by the time I actually decided to write the book, we had we were past like the foreclosure. We actually didn't go into foreclosure. Um, at the time I was like hiding my truck in the garage. It, mm -hmm. it, it was a mess, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I wrote about all of that in the book, but it didn't have that emotional pull anymore because if I'm not mistaken, by that time, 
I either was on the cuffs, I was on the cuffs of six figures. I had not earned mm-hmm. six figures yet. So I had did a lot of um, mindset work around it to the point where I could talk about it and write about it. And it, it just, it doesn't bother me or didn't bother me. So I was just, you know, right. And I that. think that that's the difference for me. For me, it was the, that was the catharsis. That was the, like, it was a cathartic experience. Mm-hmm. Just like, that was what it took to get all of that like out so I could begin the journey beyond it. Right. And so, um, you know, that's why coaches tell you all the time, you know, um, you know, make sure you're on the other side (laughs) before you start, you know, trying to coach in a specific area or whatever, but you know, lesson learned, right. Those are things that you learn. So you're going to, you're, you're saying to yourself now, it's probably about time to write another book. Do you think it'll be about money? Yes, it's going to be about money. It's definitely going to be about money. That book was tailored more towards the six-figure journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm still kind of playing around with the subject of it, but I think this will probably be tailored towards more of the million-dollar journey um, and how to get there. You know, something, I'm still playing around with it. But yeah, more towards the million-dollar journey more towards what it took to go from six figures to a million dollar business owner, mm-hmm. something like that. I okay. I yeah. love that. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And you guys um, who are listening, just make sure you check the show notes because there'll be a link um, to Octavia's first book. And when it, when the next book comes out, we may just go back into the show notes and have to link that one too. So last question, what would be your best piece of advice to someone who today is sitting in a in an office or a cubicle uh, in corporate. You know, at the time of this recording, we're coming out of the pandemic, so folks are going back to the office. Um, what would you say to that person who's sitting in there today, thinking, "There's more for me. Like I can do this on my own and be happier." you know, during the day, um, but I'm afraid, or I don't know how I'm going to replace my income, or how do I, what's the, you know, what do I do first? How can I, is it possible to do this, you know, as a side hustle for a moment? What would you say to that person right now? I would say if you have a passion for it and it's pulling you, like no matter how much you possibly say, oh, I'll hold off or I won't do it or something. You feel this pull towards it. Then I would say go for it, but do it the right way, right? Plan, save, and then take baby steps. One of the biggest mistakes I made, I feel, was, again, just jumping out there, right? When I went back the second time, I worked my business part-time. I was in corporate America part-time. And I saved like six months of expenses sitting aside so that when I jumped out there again, money was not a problem, Mm -hmm. right? No matter if we had one client or 100 clients, money wasn't an issue. And I took baby steps along the way that second time around, you know, and work on your money mindset, work on your mindset period, but work on your money mindset. 
visualization was so huge for me. I created an entire PowerPoint presentation with music in it on where I saw myself that second time around. And I would watch that every day. I would listen to it while I slept at night, you know, and other things, scriptures and things like that to work on my mindset. So I would say go for it, but be strategic, be smart and don't give up. No matter if you have to go over, under, through, take nine steps back and five steps forward, just keep going. That's a part of the journey. And one day you'll look back on it and be like, wow, Mm -hmm. it happened. Mm -hmm. It really happened. But you'll never get there to say that if you give up. If you, Or if you never start, right? Or if you, or if you never start, right? Exactly. And one thing I tell my clients all the time, what do you, where do you see yourself a year from now? If you don't take the action steps, a year from now we'll be here and you'll be at that same level and you can only be mad at yourself. Right. I love that. That's perfect. That's a perfect way to wrap this episode. Girl, this was good. This was an amazing conversation. And I know that it is going to bless somebody. I believe that it is going to bless someone and I can't wait for it to go live. So thank you so much for being open, for accepting my invitation. Um, I know that, you know, sometimes as people are on their journey, um, it's, it's not everybody who are, who's willing to reach back and, and and lift help lift someone else as they're climbing and so for that I appreciate you I really really do and I am excited to see what's next for you I cannot wait uh, to see the next book come out I know that we're we we share space um, in some areas right now so I'm excited about what's happening um, and it's just it's just a good time. And so I really just wanted to say thank you so much. I know our listeners are going to enjoy this conversation. Um, and we have listeners who are not just accountants and bookkeepers, but business owners. And so we will be sure to share all of your contact information in the show notes. But can you take a really quick second and just tell folks how they can reach out to you and connect with you if they're interested in your services um, interested in connecting with you for networking or what have you, um, can you just share how they can get in contact with you? Yes, um, they can go to sayyestoprofits.com. We're on all platforms at sayyestoprofits.com. And then I am on Instagram at Octavia Connor with an E-R, Octavia Connor CFO. I love it. Just look for the green and the gold, y'all. Look for yes. the green and the gold. I love it. I if I just wish I might have to share a little bit of this uh video. I don't usually share video clips of the podcast, but as you're talking and I'm seeing your uh your nails are done and y'all her nails are green and gold. I love it, love it. Yes, so thank I you. am a walking talking brand. I said all the time, walking talking brand. Okay. Look, that's a gem right there. If, if I hope somebody's still listening to the end because that right there, you need to walk your brand, talk your brand, be your okay. brand. You need to embody all of it. And you are, you definitely are. So thank you so much. I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. And um, as always, everybody, remember, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Hey, again, you guys. 
I know I don't normally come back after an episode, but I have something to share with those of you who have been sitting here thinking, wow, I wish I could do that with my business. Let me just reiterate how possible it actually is to do exactly what Octavia did and how I can help you do it too. I recently worked with a client who's running another high revenue bookkeeping business. And here's what she shared after our chemistry session. After working with Kimberly, I have a clear direction to move forward and the validation that what I was thinking is actually possible. I chose to work with Kimberly because she knows this industry and the troubles that can come with it. She gave me the space I needed to think through my options and provided direct and honest feedback. If you're a bookkeeper on the rise and you need a gut check and strategic guidance on how to move forward with simple, executable steps, I would highly recommend working with Coach Kimberly. Now, since we've worked together, Stephanie has added three new team members and is on track to becoming the number one bookkeeping service provider in her niche. And you can do the same thing. Right now, you can book a one-on-one VIP intensive with me. I call them chemistry sessions. And during the session, we break down some of the biggest roadblocks you're facing in your business. And we'll fill in those potholes and get you on track to building and scaling your own six-plus figure virtual bookkeeping firm. We'll be sure to include a link in the show notes where you can learn more, but you can also visit us today at sparkhustleflow.com backslash VIP to get all the details and apply and apply to work with me. Now, I only do two of these every month, so if you really want one, I encourage you to get on it today. Okay, so that really is it this time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'll chat with you in the next episode. Ciao for now. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a positive review. This will help other virtual bookkeepers like you find the show and learn how they can become a bookkeeper CEO too. And if you want to hear more from me, be sure to follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels, or you can simply search hashtag bookkeeper base camp and don't forget you can always come hang out with us over in the free bookkeeper base camp facebook group we'd love to have you there so that's it for this episode remember as always be proactive be productive be profitable and we'll see you next time